Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Why do you always but you know you hear my voice. Now I'm on turn it down. Or I could mute you. I think I'll do that instead. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back into here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture. <laughs> Each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. And as I said earlier, which totally freaked out Joe and Sean, live long and prosper, everyone. Yeah, see that he has a that's like a Cardassian sign right there for you. Thanks so much again for joining us. But go ahead and check out the latest pop culture cosmos where we cover Star Trek Day, Starfield, Baldur's Gate 3, and Taylor Swift, all of the shows. So go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your podcast. Plus, also as well, inside sports fantasy football. This guy down here and this guy right there, they were on the show. So go ahead and check that out today, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus also as well, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Laker Tom's latest articles as he is praying to the shrine of Christian Wood. And boy, is he letting you know about it with all the articles and stuff that he's doing. We're actually going to talk to him. He's going to be ending his number of backflips just to go ahead and sit down to talk to us tomorrow at 3 p.m. Saturday. So go ahead and check that out. But also as well, check out what he's writing about along with Jamie Sweet, who's probably going like this right about now because we did sign Christian Wood and that's at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, John McCallion and Empire Jeff TV, please go ahead and support them on YouTube. Of course, Lakersball.com with Oxon247 and his company, Symblades, Symblades with a Y.com. But, of course, it all means that you have to go ahead and support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Please go ahead and subscribe today. Please click on that little Joe with the beady eyes right there to go ahead. No, not the big one right there. No, the one off to the little bit to the right. There, when you click it, you'll get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. We thought we'd bring you a special Lakers weekend show just because we feel like 
rewarding you for a hard week of going ahead and watching us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Hopefully, you have had the opportunity to check out all the great team previews that we are bringing for you this week. Please, if you have not already, we had some great conversation with people literally around the world, whether it's East Coast, the Midwest, and also overseas in the United Kingdom. So go ahead and check out all of our great conversations with the teams in Milwaukee, Indiana, Miami. Did some great team previews. We've got even more lined up starting next week. We cover the Western Conference and some more great conversations this weekend as well. So please go ahead. Our NBA observations, check it out so you can get up to date on what people are thinking are out there in regards to the NBA this upcoming season. And speaking of the NBA this upcoming season, one of the things that kind of perked up us for us today because of the loss by Team USA, a heartbreaker, a comeback that fell just short, 113 to 111 to Germany, but something stuck out at us. And that's for Lakers fans would be Austin Reeves. 21 points, his biggest out, uh, you know, his biggest output from a scoring standpoint, the entire World Cup. That would be great, right? So why are we concerned? Why do we have some reservations? Why are we thinking about this really hard? It's because he was, on the other end, picked on relentlessly in the fourth quarter by Dennis Schroeder and other members of the German, Team Germany out there. They went ahead and they just singled him out, pick and roll, screened, trying to force him onto an island continuously. And unfortunately, it led to a lot of buckets on the offensive end, and the defense was just not there today for Austin Reese. Flashback to a few days ago against Lithuania, and the same thing happened there. He was in the game, gave us a lot on the offensive end, but on the defensive end, they singled him out again. Could this be a precursor, something we like to talk about here, the word we like to use quite often? Could this be a precursor for either the regular season or the playoffs with some concern with Austin Reeves' defense? We're going to talk about today that very issue, but also highlight some of the good things he does as well, especially the fact that he's going to be relied upon so heavily this season. And here today to talk about just that. A good man indeed. It is, of course, I will start as I started with Joe first off last time around. I'm going to start off with the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and talk about Austin Rees and his iffy defense. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, you got a chance to see some of the footage today, especially also as well. Unfortunately, Team Canada's lost, so... The Team Canada-USA matchup is going to be in the bronze medal game at the World Cup, not the gold medal game. So I ask you, my friend, Lithuania poked holes in Austin Reeves' defense the other day. Germany did the same. Should we be concerned with the defense for Austin Reeves heading into the season for the Lakers? Uh, yeah, I, I think a little concerned, Gerald, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it at, uh, DEFCON, uh, one right now. Uh, I, I think it's more like DEFCON three, DEFCON four. His man-to-man defense, 
does need improvement, that's for sure. Um, as you said, uh, Franz Wagner and Dennis Schroeder just kind of ate him alive today uh, with pick and roll defense. Um, when he's when he's separated and he's put on a quick guard, it's a problem for him, especially when he's on an island. You saw that a lot today, especially with Schroeder. I, I think as far as point of attack drills, he's he's fine. He's fine. He's just, he's not the kind of relentless, uh, uh, aggressive, disciplined perimeter defender yet. He's still, he's very aggressive, especially in those first couple couple of seconds. Um, I, I wish he'd be a little bit more disciplined and kind of just wait for the offensive player to, to make a counter move rather than Austin make usually Austin makes the first move and then the offensive player usually counters and that's when he finds himself in a little bit of trouble. I also think the rules in FIBA um, are a little bit more skewed towards those uh, kind of quick shifty guards as well. Uh, more room to operate, obviously. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that the, you don't get the same calls in FIBA that you do in the NBA. They, they don't grift uh, as much in FIBA as they do in the NBA. So I, I think there is a cause for concern. I, I, I think it's nothing in the way of Austin can improve and can't fix what's going on. I, I just think uh, it, it there's going to be some some really some really bad games for him coming up. <laughs> Define bad. Well, I think he'll, if he gets put on an Island, like he did today, it's not going to be good. It's not going yeah. to be good. Um, like when you saw, when you saw that Gerald, the big difference was the you. I, so it's kind of uh, a bird in the hand, so to speak. Austin really didn't have any bigs in this tournament like he plays with with Anthony Davis. It's so it's it's hard to kind of compare apples to oranges here. But Triple J was invisible. He was. He was. I mean, this guy has completely disappointed. Um, you know, obviously, from what he's capable of, Triple J has disappeared the last three games against Montenegro. Lithuania and now Germany. Now, surprisingly, all three of those are big teams, and it just seems that every big on the on the USA and I I can include Canada. Just it, this game isn't for them. They eventually you're going to get up against better scouting, better players, and that's what happened. I just I just think it's more of a case of you need to put Austin Reeves in positions where he's not uh, vulnerable defensively. But that's again. That's easier said than done, especially in the best league in the world. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us as we talk about some of the concerns we might have for Austin Reese. But coming up next is a man who may not have some concerns like I do over Austin Reeves and his defense. Although then again, this is an undrafted player that, you know, <laughs> is playing well above what most people thought he would ever do in the league. So I don't know how much we can go ahead and be, you know, dissatisfied with, with any part of his game. I'm glad that we have a player that could actually potentially be that number three for us. 
Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today. It's Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. And of course, Simblades. Simblades with the Y.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, great to have you here. It's just when I see Austin Reeves singled out on an island, uh, not more than one, but at least two occasions so far in this World Cup, it just concerns me because you know what we just went through in the playoffs. You know they put D'Angelo Russell on an island, and you saw the results there. They could very well do the same as far as a, a, a mapping a game plan in the playoffs for that, because we're all assuming that the Lakers are going to go ahead and get into the playoff mix. We're all assuming that there's going to be a matchup that the Lakers may or may not be able to take advantage of. But Austin Reeves being out on an island on more than one occasion in the playoffs may be, a, may be happening. So that's why I do share some concerns right now. Yeah, it's a concern. Uh, Wagner's not someone you would compare with, let's say, an Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Um, Schroeder has a, a, a gear that he can tap into sometimes that can get a step on anyone who's guarding him and he can get to the hole. That's something he's done numerous times in benefit of, this, of the Lakers as a Laker. Uh, the, the USA team initially was showing some signs of dominance at the beginning. And then I started hearing some things. One in particular was Brandon Ingram not being happy with his role. And this is when the United States was winning. When you hear a player who has shown his entire career that he's not able to lift a team to win uh, and just has shown stats, not crazy stats, but stats, yet complains, even though he's been given an opportunity, he hasn't come through, there's usually a, that's usually a bad sign. This team was constructed according to the international setup, right? If it was the Olympics, I'm sure that we would have had much bigger names at the Olympics versus the FIBA. Of course. But, but we still have, you know, <laughs> pride in the country. Pride in representing your country. You listen to some of the guys even just 10 years ago about the explanation of representing your country. A lot of these guys don't give one iota about the country, the country that has made them or given them the chance to become successful. And, uh, you know, that might. Jimmy Butler's recent comments, he he was not caring at all what the Team USA was doing in the world. And, I, and, and, and Jimmy Butler is, is a guy I've talked about in terms of participation before. This isn't an isolated a situation. I, I'm not going to go too deep on this, but these guys don't give two craps about anything but themselves. And that's how we are bringing people up. And we justify that by saying well there's a system or there's an entity out there that's keeping you down okay sure you want to imagine that cool imaginary fantasy is something we've talked about on the show and most of these guys live in that world using ingram as an example ingram isn't happy with his role yet when he's given out the responsibility of being Let's say the guy that he thinks he is, he comes up lame. So what am I supposed to do now? What is Steve Kerr supposed to do? And that's the question there, 
right? He's supposed to be an integral part of this this team. Uh, Triple J, unfortunately, he, uh, Lakers exposed him in the Memphis series. He's a what many defensive player of the years are is a shot blocking, uh, cherry picking rebounder award winner. He's not a game changing defensive player in my eyes. He's not someone people fears. And the international game is even more brutal to a player like that because, well, you guys saw what happened to Reeves one on, on, on one-on-one occasions. And then, of course, you had bigs that had no business doing what they did, doing what they did. Why? Because at the end of the day, too, confidence does play a factor in this. And Germany and Lithuania played like they owned the, the, the United States while the United States was too busy trying to pick their underwear out of their rear ends figuring out whether they knew how to play team basketball. And Steve Kerr didn't look like he could, let's say, create that chemistry. And I know it's difficult. It's a new team and all that, but uh, it's no excuse. America should never lose an international game. And it started all in 2004. I mean, they've lost before in 1972, but we all know what happened there. Um 1988, that was pretty bad too. But at this point, the United States should not be losing these games. And maybe they should have brought Jason Kidd to coach this team. Maybe that would have helped. I don't know. Uh, Pride, execution, confidence, not giving a damn. This is the result. This is what happens when you don't give a damn. And my respect for Jimmy Butler types when it comes to these kind of things is not good. It's it's it, and it'll never be good. And I I do I don't take it personally because you know that's not that's not how it works. It's more it's a professional thing. So when I'm criticizing Jimmy Butler and Brandon Ingram, I'm criticizing their basketball professional decisions but and then their, again, atti- their attitudes suck their attitudes yeah their attitude and, and really that's that's kind of that's that's kind of a cop-out too but i i want to make it clear that i'm not attacking them outside the court like i would never boo them uh, at a at a at a baskin robbins right uh, or or uh, in a personal setting i'm talking about basketball and it is it is a personal it's a personality thing too so yeah you could say i'm criticizing who they are yeah absolutely because they're they're not these guys are not the kind of guys you know everybody gets enamored with how hard jimmy butler plays you're supposed to play hard you're supposed to try to win basketball games that's why are we patting people on the back for playing hard but when it matters most representing your country and executing a plan to win in a in a series that have that, that that you own. This is an American sport. I mean, I know it wasn't created in America, but America made it what it is. And we have we should have enough talent, even at the third tier level, to win these these uh, tournaments. I don't want to hear about oh the world has caught up. Bullcrap. I don't want to hear that. It has nothing to do with the world has caught up. Okay. We have immense athleticism. We have guys that can jump over backwards. 
in that time that are American basketball players. Maybe if they stopped spreading the wealth around due to fantasy. I, I didn't say what I said before because I felt like ranting about some random thing. Why are guys that are in Amer- that are Americans playing in other goddamn countries? That's my question. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. It's fake. It's a lie. You guys want to live a lie? I'm tired of the fake crap. Now, whether that played a, a factor in this, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. But United States is an absolute disgrace at this point because of these two losses, no doubt. And who's going to fix it? I don't know. Do they care? Guys that they look up to, like Jimmy Butler, saying he doesn't give a crap. You know what? We might as well just give it back to the amateurs, guys. If these, if the professionals are not going to be professionals, go back to the amateurs and let them do their thing. And that's that's how I feel about it. I have no respect for people who downgrade representing their country in, in games like this. I understand that guys, certain guys, can't play all year round. I, I totally get that. I know that I I am in support of. Guys like Jimmy Butler at some point not being able to play in those games. But he never – when did he play in those games? He said uh, – actually, Sean put in there he repped uh, USA and Rio. He did. Okay. He did. He was on the team that won gold. Okay, good. So he, did, he did represent his country Good. when asked. Good. But but why would he retort the way he did after? See, that, that that's not a good sign. He's just probably saying, you know, wake me up when we go to the Olympics because he doesn't really care about what's going on with the World Cup. Okay. Well, I think I also, Gerald, I also think that uh, somebody who's skating here uh, is Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Oh, and I'm not, and I, I, that's a bigger picture. I get that. Okay. And I'll let you go ahead right now because, again, this is an issue when I see what I'm seeing, especially him being singled out on defense on more than one occasion. I get all the good things with it, with Austin Reeves. Great player, has a good feel, has a pretty good touch. He has a good feel for the game. Players love playing with him. He will find you if you're open. He has a very versatile game. Obviously, he's playing well above what most people would say is his pay grade because he came out as an undrafted player. So I don't want to come off too bad and too poorly. Had a tremendous offensive game, 21 points, single not single-handedly, but really kept the, the Team USA, he, he, after a terrible third quarter, helped bring them back. I want to say all the superlatives I can about him. And during the regular season, he will delight us. He, he's, I know he's a big favorite in the Philippines. I get that, all of that. But the problem is you see – some things that need to be addressed and and issues and concerns. Now you address them now, if you're in Lakers training camp or after you give him a substantial amount of rest during the early part of the season, you address these things that you see, because if you don't, these things will show out and everybody will be mad at Austin. Why isn't the guy we deemed an all-star? Why isn't he playing good defense in the playoffs? Well, again, that's why I'm saying it now. It's just allowing him and saying maybe that we should go ahead and not just – we need to temp our enthusiasm for him a little bit. Let him progress as an athlete and a basketball player first and before we anoint him the second company. We do this so often, and it just is like let the kid play basketball and, and see where he can go ahead and improve because if he doesn't and he starts reading the headlights all the time, 
Magic Man, you can see it. We've seen it before. They read the headlines. They, you know, they're told how great they are. Christian Wood is an example of this. They're told how great they are by the wrong people for so long. They believe it, and then their game does not develop as a result. So, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned, of course, Steve Kerr as being a, a part of the equation. Of course, when you've got the guy that that needs help out there in defense, the first place you should look is the coaching scheme that's involved. But then yeah. isn't Spolstra there? Isn't he the greatest coach in 20 years? And well, you know, yeah, Joe. Blah, 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 Joe we, and all that. We, like, we also know that uh, you could you could tell Steve Kerr that the sky is blue and he'll tell you, no, it's 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 gray. I, I think he, he needs to take some uh, ownership of this as well. He brought a NBA style of play, a hybrid team, to a tournament that rewards too big, Gerald. You like if you want to win the Olympics, FIBA, you got to have a big team. When the when the United States won in uh, 2020, 2016, 2012, they had big teams, like big teams. They need a true center. If they had if they had an Anthony Davis or a Bam on this team, Gerald, I don't think we're having this discussion. But alas, neither one of those gentlemen um, were able to uh, play in the summer. So they had to go with uh, Cam Johnson, Triple J, and you let Walker Kessler kind of rot on the bench, Gerald. And um, you needed a true center at some point. And they just ran into a couple of teams and Joe, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I will say this though, you know, these teams are ranked high in the world for a reason. It's not just because of the talent. It's because of their coaching, their scouting. They can really make you look silly. I mean, like Serbia made Canada look a little silly today, Gerald, for, for all the hoopla that Canada got. Nine for, NBA players, players, yeah, including including Lou Dort and Dylan Brooks are supposedly stoppers, right? And they they allowed Serbia to shoot sixty percent from the field, Gerald, and over forty percent from three. That's not what you're looking for if you want to win a, uh, a game and definitely a tournament. So uh, I think Kerr Kerr needs to uh, step up to the uh, the guillotine here because he, it's his team. I don't think he should be just allowing uh, Austin Reeves and Jalen Brunson and Halliburton to take the uh, uh, take the um, take the, the wood here. Yeah, so he really needs to to step up and say, you know what? I didn't. I brought one true center here, and it was Walker Kessler, and Walker was coming off a rookie season. So this was more of a supposed to be a learning experience for somebody like that, except for the fact that when Montenegro, Lithuania, and Germany are just big, you have to play. You have to play an inexperienced center because you need to uh, combat that length and that height at some point. He's the one who decided to bring over Triple J, right? I mean, Triple yep. J is probably. And Joe alluded to it. Outside of Brandon Ingram, Triple J is probably the the big disappointment on Team USA. This is Raphael from NBA Draft Junkies.com. 
and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you joining us and watching and listening. It is Gerald Glassford along with the Magic Man, Sean Grice, and of course, Joe Soro as well. Truly appreciate you joining us. If you get a chance, you've not checked out our team reports from the various Eastern Conference teams. We're finished with the Eastern Conference. We've completed that earlier with a great conversation on the Miami Heat. Go ahead and please catch up because it will get you educated and get you up to speed on how the experts perceive each of their teams that they cover of this upcoming season. Joe. Austin Reeves, again, I, I, I just, you know, he, he just, you could see it. You could see how he went to the Philippines. He was just, you know, everybody was just all fawning all over him. The chance, the, you know, and in fact that he did play on the offensive end really well, very efficient. Uh, he found people when he had the ball, but it's those little things. Again, when I see the defense, for him right now, as far as a team defense, he can play good team defense. But when they put him out in situations like that, it's something that the Lakers, if you're Darvin Ham, you have to take notes, my friend. You have to take notes and understand the 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 positives and the negatives of each player. And all these people out there, in fact, started with Daniel thinking, you know, future all-star, Austin Reeves. You're hearing that all over the, the Lakers internet. Future also, you know, Austin Reeves. These are little things that concern me that might prevent Austin Reeves from getting it to be as good as we want him to be. Well, the difference between Anthony Davis backing you up versus Triple J are <laughs> night and day. So I wouldn't be too concerned about Austin Reeves being a turnstile. I mean, you have guys like Trey Young and Dame Lillard who don't play any defense and they're making all-star teams pretty, pretty well pretty consistently so I, I wouldn't worry about that too much i'm not expecting I'm, and i don't have to worry about the regular season joe i'm worried I, I'm, I'm more you know again I, I i didn't invest a lot of my time in this tournament i i i just 
at some point in, in your life, you, you can't watch everything. I just can't. I, I wish I could. If I didn't have to work, I could watch everything probably. So I didn't get a chance to watch everything, especially with the time constraints of, of you know, the time zones and things like that. But the stuff that I did watch, I was initially very excited that they were going to run the table. And then all of a sudden something hit a snag. I don't know if the guys got bored. I don't know if they got exposed. I don't know what it was, but it just looked like they had no confidence. Looked like they had given up. They had just given up on trying to win this thing. And uh, it's not going to affect my life. Uh, I'm not going to go and cry in a room in a a corner. You know, the NBA is always going to be, the NBA is always going to be number one in all these things, even the Olympics. You know, I, I never really got excited. Like, yeah, we won in the Olympics. Even the Redeem team in 08 wasn't like invested enough in it, right? I was proud of them. I'm glad they got the gold and all that. But it's not like winning an NBA championship. It's different. Um, but at the same time, it's just a constant reminder of where these guys are mentally. And everything that we criticize and everything that we, I think the thing that bothers me the most is I, I have to watch this, this game because it's what I do. Even before we had a show, I enjoy basketball. I enjoy the NBA. I enjoy the competition yet. That's also coinciding supporting half these guys who are just guys I have no respect for from a, from a basketball standpoint. That's the tough part. And that's that's what this did to me this morning. I was just like, really? You lost to Germany? You lost to Schroeder? And F- Wagner? I remember they were, the first time they, they played, they were down by 16 and had to have another I don't, miracle I don't, comeback. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't, where, where is your pride? Where was your pride in 04 and 06 when they were losing, right? Those are the things. Those are the things that this is the this is a this is an American sport. You should be dominating this sucker. You should have something set up even for these second tier second tier type uh, international tournaments. Represent your country and represent that we're the we're the we're the baddest mofos in the game. You have enough second tier guys and third tier guys to win these series. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't care how much the world is caught up. This is still our game. So in that in that respect, I. You know, it's a disappointment. We have to watch Serbia versus Germany. What is this, soccer? <laughs> really? You lost to a bunch of soccer players? That's that's the end result, guys. And and if I had to give a post-game speech, this this face that I hate giving, I can feel it sometimes in somebody's face, and I can tell that they want to do something. I'm like, really? You you, you lost a Mo Wagner? No, it's it's not good, guys. It's not good. Well, if there and, and if and I'll leave it at this. Here's the thing: if if you've got your leaders like Jimmy Butler saying, "Call me when when the Olympics start," then maybe you guys need to start taking these second and third tier international games. Go train some really good amateur players. And let them play in these, so that way at least we have a chance at people who give a crap. If not, then you're going to continue to be a 
just somebody who comes and goes through the motions. Once again, it is the Lakers fast. Yeah, and jo- Joker's not even on the Serbian team. Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like, it, don't tell me you you're caught up. Well, we don't have uh, Durant and LeBron. Yes, of course, you're not going to get Durant and LeBron at this point. They're in their fiftieth years. You have plenty of talent in the NBA to have a good team. Where was Trey Young? Where's Trey Young? You know, Trey Young would have made a whole a lot of difference in this game. Probably somebody who can actually score. So, well, uh, offense wasn't the problem, Joe. They scored 111 points in 40 minutes. A lot of times, a good a good player that can get to the basket uh, at will. A lot of times, that tends to help your defense because now the other team is focused so much on stopping that guy, they're not as comfortable. I all I saw today was all I saw was uh, Anthony Edwards shooting threes like he's like he's Kevin Durant. And I keep hearing how great Anthony Edwards is. He yeah. was the only one who played defense today. Actually. He has one good game, or another a game, a, a couple games back to back, and all of a sudden he's he's the next Jordan. I'm not saying he wasn't valuable uh, today or in this tournament, but guys, winning is what determines that winning and and shot making at the right times is what dictates greatness. Stop telling me who's great, please. We use the word great, icon, the best, way too much for players that have no business being in that in that, in that category, okay? Anthony Edwards should have still played better today. Should have won this game. And, yeah, Steve Kerr probably should have played better, uh, coached better, but. And Grant Hill should have put out a better team as far as, you know, constructed a better team that play, you know, had more big guys playing overseas. Yeah, and and honestly, even even if the United States was without Bam Adebayo, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, that's a that's a Hall of Fame legendary front court that obviously you can't can't uh, replace. However, Gerald, the United States was in trouble within the first 4 minutes of this game. Um, and it was Daniel Tice and Dennis Schroeder running pick and rolls just down their throat. And it wasn't anything complicated. It wasn't anything complicated. But the, the, the fact is, is that, that Gerald, you, you stated this more than once uh, when the Lakers were playing the Grizzlies in the playoffs. I, you said, I questioned Triple J's motor. For about five to ten minutes, he can he can be the defensive player of uh, of a generation, Gerald. But then there are twelve to fifteen minutes where he could disappear completely, and you wonder how he won a defensive player of the year award. And tonight was a good example of that. Da- Daniel Tice should not be be picking you apart in the pick and roll. Fine player, excellent, excellent uh, screen setter excellent roller just not uh an efficient pick and roll offensive player that should be killing you like that well uh, but i will come back at that by saying that germany giving up 111 points didn't play great defense either and that the team usa was leading by one at the half the third quarter is when everything fell apart for team usa as they got outscored by 11 and 
tried to go ahead and valiantly come back and again fell short because once they got close enough, it came down to, as you know, it comes down to crunch time, the crunch time plays, isolation, isolation, isolation. The problem is, Sean and Joe, they were isolating Austin Reeves and scoring virtually every time. Yeah, they were pick they were picking on him. Gerald, it was obvious he got in, he got into a lot of situations where ball screens were not his friend. Um, and you but know, that's not the first time. If it was the first not, time, you just you not, can't. Okay. Yeah. What happened against Lithuania? Yeah, exactly. And and Gerald and Gerald's correct. He's he has had that problem uh, before in the the Golden State series and obviously in the uh, in the Nuggets series. Austin had he's a young player as, as Gerald has emphasized, but he gets in situations where I'm not sure if it's if it's just a lack of awareness at what's happening, Gerald, in the moment, or if it's something he hasn't seen before. But he's constantly being dragged away from the key, and once you drag him away from the key, his defensive. Uh, characteristics from a positive point of view disappear because he doesn't have the foot speed to recover on these quick and twitchy guards. And I get that. And obviously that's part of the reason why he was an undrafted individual. I think that it's great that we have an individual that could potentially be a number three that he played so well for us as soon as the calendar hit 2023, Sean, the fact that he, you know, it's just like it's found money literally that where he's able to go ahead and do all these things and play such a level. I just, you know, I get concerned when people are just anointing him ever since he, he went to the Philippines and went to team USA and even to the playoffs, you know, I'm him, I'm him, I'm him and all that. I'm just worried that he is not going to work on the parts of his game that needs that help. And you're right. He'll never have that type of quickness that maybe that you need, but you know, I, I, I liken it to Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, was a matador. He was a sieve, as you always like to say. But he, during that championship run, that championship year, what did he do? He worked hard in the offseason on his defense, and he made himself an acceptable defense. And at times, Ask and uh, you know Vogel allowed him to go ahead and play the other team's best player. And he did a decent job at it. That's my hope, John. That, that's my hope, Joe. That's my hope, Sean is that the coaching staff of the Lakers will recognize this and say, you know what, these are things we need to work on with Austin Reeves during the season so we don't get burnt like that when it comes down to the money time of the playoffs show. That's all I'm saying. I said he does an outstanding job of so many other facets of his game. I'm going to throw him his flowers there. But these are things that you see, Joe, that you're hoping that they'll rectify during the course of the season. Well, uh Germany's coach uh, was it uh, Gordon Herbert, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You can say he outcoached Steve Kerr rather. Oh rather, yeah, rather mm-hmm. thoroughly, right? Almost on two occasions. And the way the way the way that the team looked with Steve Kerr coaching today, it looked like they had checked out. We've seen that several times in the NBA, where the coach has been, you know, they, they, it's gone on deaf ears and all the coaches in the NBA have had that happen to them at some point other than maybe Greg Popovich. Uh, Yes. Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, for those who don't know, 
Pat Riley in 1990, Phil Jackson in 2004, and he admitted that no one would just, they couldn't just click because they weren't listening, right? Uh, it happens. Uh, I think that's what happened today because when you have 50 points in the paint, that means you can't figure out how to close any lanes to the basket. That means you can't keep anybody in front of you, and they're not fearing anyone standing behind those guys to deter any shot. So now what? If you could penetrate all game long, or at least for an entire quarter enough to get a 16-point lead, then what? at what point does – who to blame? The blame game is very interesting in today's game. We, we choose to blame who we want to blame, when more often than not, it's you have to blame everyone. It's a collective. That's right. Oh, yeah, it's, a team, it's a team loss. It's you a have team to blame loss. everyone. And I'm not talking about Grant Hill assembling the team. How the hell was he going to was he going to know that Mo Wagner and and Dennis Schroeder would be running circles around? Well, but Grant Hill's also responsible for saying, "Hey, okay, we need to understand who we're playing against." So maybe yep. focus in. But also as well, having rookie bigs, not one but two, Paulo Bancaro and. Walker okay, Kessler. so let's let's talk the, about the, let's let's talk about the bigs. Let's talk about the bigs that we likely needed that can rebound, right? Let's talk about rebounds, right? We talk about the bigs that could rebound that would have benefited, or let's say the guys in the NBA that we know that would have benefited the the uh, the USA team. I'm looking at the stats. I think the first. Like, I mean, you got Anthony Davis, who technically won the rebounding title last year, uh, but wasn't qualified to win it officially because he didn't play enough games, right? So he he's number one. Then you have Sabonis, not an American. Jokic was third, not an American. Giannis was fourth, not an American. Rudy Gobert was fifth, not an American. You have to get down to six with Steven Adams to get an American. And that's even quite – at this point, I don't even know who's American anymore. Right. Yeah, Stephen Adams is Australian. Okay, so he's Australian. So he's not qualified, right? Clint Capella, what nation does he represent? Capella? He, he's not – I believe he's French. Okay, so right now, Anthony Davis, between one and seven, because now you get to Vucevic, Valanchunas, Joel Embiid. Anthony Davis is the only true American rebounder in the top ten in the NBA. So now what? My guess is, Joe, the United States really goes hard for Joel Embiid so he can be their starting center. Um, He's not going to and I can't blame he, him. At the, at the Olympics, that's, uh, you know, you never know, Joe. He hasn't represented, he hasn't been able to represent them yet. You, I, I think that's playing into the U.S.'s hands here. So... I'll Go ahead, Jeff. Grant Hill or whomever is going to put these teams together for the again the second tier, third because, tier. Because remember when the when the Olympics come around, right? Uh, Wemby's playing. Sabonis is going to be playing. All these Jokic is going to be playing. All these guys are going to be playing, and they want. This one is kind of big. I know. I'll, again, Joe. Joe had a had a fair point about you know, kind of the mystique of uh, of 
you know, representing your country and, and being in the Olympics, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's lost a lot of its, uh, chutzpah. It's, it's, uh, it's good, good vibes, but this one is particularly big. A lot of, a lot of people are talking about this one. So, you know, I think, um, it would be behoove the United States, like Joe was saying to find a big that can rebound. That's not named. Anthony Davis, Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green. Okay. Well, the thing I ask, though, is let, let me just go back. Remember when Team USA played Puerto Rico, Sean? What did I say back then? There was that one isolation play where he was put out on an island and was made to look goofy by, I don't remember the player's name. I, you know, I, I don't think he's in the league. I don't he's think not, he's not, Gerald. No. Yeah. So, so I asked you, you, you said it right there. You said it right yeah. there. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't get beat by uh, somebody who's not even in the G league. Yeah. So if that concerns you, and I understand again, it's found money. He was playing brilliantly on the offensive end. He can help you in so many ways and it's going to be great things. He's going to do a lot of things. That's going to dazzle us during the course of the season. I'm just saying that I'm hoping that he and the staff will take note after he gets some time off, gets some rest, comes into training camp or exhibition season, and over the course of the season works on these things that might be able to help. Or at least Ham can create a scheme that can help hide some of these flaws that D'Angelo and Austin Reeve has if they're going to be your starting backcourt in a playoff run. And that's all I'm trying to say. That you know, Great on the offensive end. And I understand that. But as we saw in the Denver series, if there's a flaw that sticks out to a good coach, it could be exploited. And ultimately, you know, if you don't have the right defense to counteract it, it could be a problem for the Lakers. But also here today, good man indeed. It is Laker Nick. Laker Nick is looking to weigh in. I hope I didn't touch a nerve with the Austin Reeves talk, my friend, but I'm so glad to have you here, Laker. Uh, it's great to be here, Gerald. Uh, salute, Magic Man and Joe. Um, no, you didn't touch your nerve. I think everybody's uh, been raising great points, especially with respect uh, on the USA team and the lack of pride that they've showed uh, today. And so um, it's a shame, but hopefully, you know, um, Team USA is able to get their act together and four years from now, they're able to put on a better performance. They should be taking home uh, the championship. And it's and like I said, I, I really am happy to see the progression, Nick, in his game, in the things that he's done, especially on the offensive end, the way he's been able to gel and be a you know really synergistic teammate with Tyrese Halliburton. Really happy with that. Just absolutely ecstatic. So thrilled the way he's progressed and grown as an athlete on that end of the court. The thing is, though, you know, you go and you see this as an older adult. You see this kid, this what, he's 24, 23, 23, 24-year-old kid. He's been thrust into the spotlight after his play. You know, he was, I don't want to say he was treated, you know, at a a mercurial level in, in the Philippines, but he was just adored by thousands and thousands of fans in the Philippines. Those kind of things... And the stuff that he hears all over the world about how, how he is can get to a kid's head. I'm just making sure that that the Lakers will still get the best Austin Reeves possible 
because we don't have many years to go ahead and have him and LeBron and AD together on the court at the same time. We don't have many more years of that left. Yeah, you're right, Gerald. And actually, Austin Reeves is uh, 25, so he's definitely not a young, young kid anymore. Um, I think he definitely did make some strides in his defensive play over the last year. Um, I'm still hoping that he's able to improve, get stronger, physically stronger. Um, but, uh, you know, we know that he's a great passer, that he could run an offense, that he could make acrobatic plays uh, near the paint. And so that's not a question mark for me. But, you know, as they say, defense wins championships. And so I'm really hoping that he's able to take uh, defense to heart this coming season, especially given the likelihood that he will continue to start in the backcourt with D'Angelo Russell, who, um, to put it kindly, is not known for his defensive skills. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well said, Nick. And I'm hoping he will work on those aspects of his game. But yes, overall, you've got to be pleased, Joe, with what you saw from Austin Reeves. It will bode well for the for the for the season. But we talked about Trey Young, and of course, I've heard, we've heard all the rumors. No, we have not dedicated the show uh, show yet to the rumors of Trey Young, or have we? I think we might have dedicated one show to Trey Young uh, and the rumors therein. But uh, I, the reason why we don't want to devote too much time to it because it just really hasn't happened yet. It just hasn't materialized, and you don't know if at all if Trey Young's going to be here. But we talked about it the other day with Trey Young, Joe. Trey Young, as great of an offensive player he is, he has those issues on the defensive end to the point where he got singled out. And we, I asked the question, is that Eastern Conference final run that he had a couple years ago the best he'll ever do as a player? So the same thing I ask you with Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, great offensive player. We see a little bit now, some, a couple cracks here and there as far as the shortcomings on the defensive end that he needs to work on. Will this lead to Austin Reeves developing his game even further and working on those things? Do you have confidence in that? Or do you see maybe a little bit of uh, people putting too high of expectations on him too soon? I don't, I don't know how you want, I don't know how you can expect Austin Reeves to guard Schroeder. Schroeder's too fast for Austin Reeves. As far as Trey Young, well, Steve Trey, Kerr obviously did. He put him yeah, out there with Steve, him. Steve Kerr put him out there. And that's a stupid decision. You saw the results. I'm not I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but that was a stupid decision and ended well, up crossing him the game. Why would you put and, why would you put a guy who's arguably six five, right? He's six five, right? Got some good weight on him. With a guy who's six two, maybe. 170 pounds. 170 pounds run. who can run like like a deer and can control the ball while he runs. That's that's not a that's a terrible. Maybe maybe Kerr felt there wasn't anyone else he could put on Schroeder. Yeah, Anthony. Well, but he Edwards. was playing so well offensively. It's hard to just take him out of the game. It, right? it was. It just. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't think anybody expected what happened today, including Kerr, including Grant Hill, including us. That what happened. Wagner should not be doing this to these guys. What which happened? One, which one? Which uh, ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mo. Mo, you're right, Joe. And you're Mo. right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's who killed that's who killed the United States today. The Joe's they, right. they Mo looked, Wagner and Daniel Tice. They just 
I, I mean, I guess if you wanted to keep it simple, they were up by one at the half. And then maybe they just were so arrogant thinking, oh, we, we got this. Well, we just, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden they got punched in the mouth and they couldn't recover. You're not well, that good. They, they were, you, and, and again, uh, Mr. Soro kind of brings up a good point there because they were down by 12 uh, against Lithuania and came back. And so maybe Joe's right. Maybe they just thought, well, well, we'll just kick it into high gear with about five or six minutes left. And you can't, you can't do that against the superior teams here. It's not only uh, a better level of play, it's a better level of coaching and scouting. Like these, these scouts are the very best in the world. They've been watching the United States. The Germans watched the United States when they played Montenegro and Montenegro kind of put a scare into them. Yeah, and the offici- the officiating wasn't the officiating in FIBA is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, we, they, we they weren't there to help America, anyways. Too, they were there more more to hey, well, put your pants up, don't worry about it, don't worry about what we do. You could see it, you could see it in the fourth. I remember watching. I was like, man, these guys are not giving them jack squat. They're making them earn it with these calls and. Yeah, because they won't they won't give out those grift calls that the NBA officials will. I I, I really don't. Uh, in my head, the solution to these rosters is understanding how to create the rosters, just like the Colangelos did there for a few years, to better set up for that particular tournament instead of just sending a team there, right? And maybe the Grand Hill didn't do that. Maybe he followed the same uh, format. It's just that's my maybe what was the problem is now it's 2023. Maybe the format in 08 and 12 and 16 was not going to work. I, I mean, we can go over this to the point where people are bored of listening to it. At the end of the day, we had enough talent to win this tournament. We have Steve Kerr, who's a four-time NBA champion as a coach. Spolster who's a two-time NBA champion as a coach so don't you can't sit there and tell me we didn't have players that could win this tournament and coaching that was good enough to show these guys how to do stuff you know this is not a good year for steve kerr it's been a bad year for him and maybe it's because his time has come it happens guys maybe people are not listening to steve kerr anymore his own team wasn't listening hell they didn't listen to bob myers Freaking built a dynasty, drafted their big three, and still got a big four in his prime, one of the best. Yet, the second he said, "Hey guys, we need to start going," I'm, 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 I'm assuming this is what happened because there's no reason why he would have quit unless something like this might have happened. But he's saying, "Guys, we're getting old. We need to start getting ready to do something else." And then Steve Kerr comes in, or uh, Steve uh, Stefan Steph Curry says, no, I like Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. I think they'll stay. Okay. I like that that happened because it makes it much easier for the Lakers to compete, right? Um, but, yeah, it's 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 it, it's a sting. It's a sting because it is the United States. As much as we're not as invested in it as we are the NBA uh, or maybe even the Olympics to some degree, it's still a burner, and I would have liked to have had, from a selfish standpoint, I would have liked to have had Austin Reeves win a 
tournament here before the season starts to give them that feeling of, man, I really, I'm, man, I'm feeling good. I want to go win a title now, an NBA title, right? That's usually how, that's but, usually how. But Joe, Joe, it's also where we are. Like, let me ask you a question. What, who's the last great center that, that uh, America has produced? Great, as in, as in what I consider great? Yes. The last true great center that America produced was Shaquille O'Neal. I agree. That's that's who I was thinking of, you know. And and Shaq's been retired for for almost going almost a decade. I think that's a lot of where we are too with a lot of these um, a lot of these select teams, a lot of these select leagues. They are not even. Um, interested in teaching the basics the basic fundamentals of being a a, a center it's more about skill sets specific specific uh actual shooting skills or uh running skills it's it's used to be you learned the whole gamut when you played the front court you learned what the small forwards roles are what the power forwards roles are and what your roles are now. It's very, it's very segmented, cartmentalized, not in a good way, in a bad way. That's where I think a lot of it goes as well. It's, 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 um, it's a lack of preparation. It doesn't matter guys. Well, it does. It doesn't. It does. And this is this, this discussion, (laughs) this discussion of, Lack of fundamentals, lack of this, lack of that. Well, yeah, we no just bearing said, on the result. Oh, really? No, really. Because we don't care. So, we we Joe, have accepted let... mediocrity, guys. We have, as a society in general, what? we accept it. Actually, we champion it so that everyone can feel good about themselves. Okay. So... We don't want to train beasts anymore. We want to make sure everybody has a chance and hope for the best. And if it's not, hey, guys, you know, here's the. Here's the Gaylord Fokker fourteenth uh, ribbon uh, champion, fourteenth place ribbon champion. Here you go. Here, I knew where we was going, Jared. That's all right. I knew. Uh, where I, 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 be very careful with that. I, I, I'm, I, Gerald, I'm glad it's I was O C K E R guy. Joe, I was. I'm glad I was on mute because I was definitely cracking up on my end. Uh, actually, Magic Man, uh, or for others that may have watched the game closely, um, one thing that did strike me just looking at the box score is, and in our discussion just now about uh, American centers, um, you know, I, I see someone like Jaron Jackson Jr. only playing 18 minutes today. Uh, did he get injured? What's the reason for that? Um, and also, I didn't see foul trouble. Okay, and I also yeah. see Tyrese Halliburton getting less minutes than Brunson and Josh Hart. Like, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, going back to that, you know what, Nick? Unfortunately, Germany just cre- had a lineup where if you put Halliburton on there, he was just going to get in foul trouble. I mean, he's uh, he's another young player. Uh, and we talked about it yesterday with Dustin. If uh, anybody gets a chance to uh, listen to that uh, great preview we had, he kind of mentioned that Halliburton needs work defensively. He really does. Um, yeah. He's he's he look he's six six Nick, and he's uh you know, he's about two hundred pounds, but 
he's not he doesn't have a lot of muscle it's it's a lot of lean a lot of lean not muscular so he's got an issue there you can attack him because he's he's prone to fouls and he's also like because he's prone to fouls he's he's not as aggressive as he probably should be that's that's one two is i agree with you nick and we were talking about this before why why weren't you even considering just putting him in the starting lineup because they're they're small Jalen Brunson, Mikhail Bridges, Anthony Edwards, Josh Hart, and Triple J. That's a small lineup. So if you if you had actually put Halliburton or Reeves and or Reeves in the starting lineup, you'd be able to stagger Brunson and Halliburton. Plus, you'd be able to like you'd be able to move Anthony Edwards over to the four because at this point in time you needed somebody in that front court to rebound and if it wasn't going to be josh hart and triple j and paulo bancaro and bobby portis i mean kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel there one thing i want to ask though and i'll ask nick because it's something that you said earlier and you typed it out in the chat room and once again it is the lakers fast break Truly appreciate you joining us and watching and listening. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. Laker Nick, I want to ask you something that Magic Man pointed out. So getting back to Austin Reeves, again, tremendous performance overall in the World Cup. But it's these little things that I am just have concerned about as far as concerns over whether or not he can work on and improve the defensive end. Something that Sean posted earlier in the chat was his defensive rating last year was 116.8, if I'm not mistaken. And if you remember, Nick, when I did those profiles of all the new additions, the one through line and constant was that they were all in that various points of their career. Their latest seasons were all either their worst or one of their worst defensive ratings as far as before they came over here. Is this of concern to you about the high defensive rating that Austin Reeves needs to go ahead and try and break down and focus on now that more attention is going to be paid to him? No, I agree, Gerald. I think, um, you know, Austin Reeves, um, you know, one of the deficiencies in his game last year was just being a more consistent three-point shooter. And I think we were all pleased that he was able to develop and improve on that. As I said before, I'm hoping that the next step for him is to really embrace defense. I hope he's the lockdown backcourt defender once the season does start. I'm hoping that with Anthony Davis hopefully moving to the four um, and helping out on the perimeter, that inspires Austin to take more of a leadership role in that regard. Uh, and especially considering that LeBron himself, uh, you know, he's uh, nearing 40 and, you know, he can't move the way that he moved 10 years ago so all of that points in the direction that austin needs to improve must improve and uh you know a, a large part of our success is going to be contingent on austin reeves and how much uh, effort he puts on his defensive game well the thing i i, I say though when, when you talk about that as far as his defense it's just the thing is are you sure AD is going to play many more minutes at the four spot. Are you sure? Are you fully confident 
with the signing of Christian Wood that that's going to happen. Because uh, 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 I know uh, there are people yeah. like me who are not fully convinced that Darvin Ham is going to let Anthony Davis play the four as much as people hope. Right. So I'm definitely not in the camp that, you know, that's an absolute given. I know that a lot of many other folks in the media and, and these um, channels are saying that, you know, Wood is an automatic start at the five. Um, I don't think that's the case. Um, I definitely do think that Darvin Ham just being a, hopefully a, a smart enough coach, he's going to be trying out different lineups in camp. But, you know, uh, we know that he likes AD at the five. I mean, that's just a given, especially when he's had other centers uh, available. Granted, probably not at the level of Christian Wood, but you know, with Christian Wood offering at least uh, an offensive threat and hopefully being able to complement AD's game. You know, I'm hopeful that, you know, Darvin Ham is able to move uh, AD to the four and hopefully preserve him for the playoffs. But I agree with you. I don't think it's a surefire bet that that's actually going to be the case. We have to wait and see. Oh, according to Laker Tom, I can already, I'm envisioning, I'm, I'm closing my eyes, Nick. I, I'm, envisioning here at when I speak to him and everybody else on the show that he is going to imagine a scenario where AD will be predominantly at the four. It is just, you know, Laker Tom is going to envision that and try to make that happen. Just like he willed for over a year now for, of course, what we talked about with our Indiana team preview with Buddy Heald and Miles Turner here. I, again, that's a question that only, of course, Darvin Ham can answer. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Sean, I bring it back to you, my friend. When it comes to Austin Reeves, again, you've got to go ahead and talk about the superlatives. you got to go ahead and talk about how he was able to facilitate, how he was able to go ahead and score, shoot efficiently. It's just the things when it comes to the defense, He's got to work on that. He's, I, I understand you can only do so much with the kind of foot speed and athleticism that he has or has not compared to other NBA players. But if you're talking about a scenario, Sean, where you see in the playoffs down the stretch 
things that you need to go ahead and work on, at least you can do or work with a team and the team concept of a team scheme to try and minimize these uh, advantages for a team as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Gerald. And it's a, it's a constant progression of trying to improve. Uh, we all know this. We all, we all know Austin wants to get better. I'm sure he will, but it's just a case where he needs to, it's not, it's not, it's not an option anymore. He's his defense, especially his point of attack and his recovery needs, needs improvement because we got bitten really bad in the playoffs by, by that. Plus you got D'Angelo Russell and now plus you add in a Christian Wood. Um, you can't play those three guys together, Gerald. Two out of the three, two out of the three, sure. For, oh, I bet uh, he will. But he will, of course. And it, we're going to get murdered, with, especially with those three together. Well, I mean, if the defensive rating is going to be like 117, the offensive rating better be 119. Well, and week. see, that, and that's the big difference between somebody like Reeves and somebody like Wood. Wood is easily distracted out on the perimeter, and he he. I don't know why, but he has a he has a predilection, Gerald, of just watching the ball instead of watching his man. Austin Reeves doesn't make that mistake, so that's a huge issue. If you got two guards now who have the potential of being dragged out or pulled out, and you've got um. A space cadet on defense sometimes, Christian Wood. That's that's not a good formula for success, my friend. Oh, but people are going to go ahead and show you nonstop the video and the highlights of him blocking a three pointer by Steph Curry as the <laughs> say, and they're just going to focus in on that. Say, so see, he can do it. He can. There's no reason why Christian Wood can't play decent defense. I'm not asking him to be a lockdown defender. I'm not asking Austin Reeves to be a lockdown defender, Joe. I'm just asking him to be to the point where he's going to be average or but it's, it's 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 really it's a it's a case of fundamentals though Gerald I mean we know it's hand-eye coordination some guys were better at it than others Alvin Robertson Kawhi Leonard Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant although Kobe Kobe didn't brag Michael about Cooper. Michael Cooper some guys have really great discipline when it comes to hand-eye coordination, being able to watch your man and watch your ball at the same time, but you have to be able to do it both, at least at an average level. And that's where Wood needs to improve significantly. I, I, for for me, with the thing with Reeves is he needs to get really low once he's out there with a quick twitchy guard. Once he gets low, if some guy can hit a 22-footer or a 25-footer, Hats off to you. But he, Reeves could definitely get better there, Gerald, rather than just watching all these twitchy, fast guards roll by him. And Sean, uh, those are great points. One thing that I would just add, and uh, Bloodhound is reminding me right now of it, and it's that, you know, I just hope that Austin Reeves remains humble next season, that he puts his no nose down, works hard. Um, you know, he was able to secure a contract uh, this off season. Um, but you know, all the talk about, you know, that he's him and, uh, all the hype surrounding him and the love that he was getting overseas and will continue to get. Um, I just hope it just doesn't get to his head and, uh, he continues to just be a hardworking kid. 
Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you joining us. I've got Laker Nick, Joe Soro, and Magic Man Sean Grice. Going to wrap things up here in the next few minutes, but we've got a great weekend planned for you. We've got shows lined up for on Saturday and Sunday as well. So looking forward to going ahead and having more conversations with you this Lakers weekend. But Joe, you're having fun in the world's best Lakers chat room that's right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So I ask you, my friend, you're going back and forth on this. Uh, you don't seem too concerned right now about it. And I, I, I guess for the most part, you shouldn't be because this, these are things that Austin Reeves can work on. But also as well, Darvin Ham needs to go ahead again, as we say throughout, just take note because the le- the rest of the league is taking note on how to go ahead and attack Austin Reeves. I didn't see it in the playoffs, even against Denver. Did you see Austin Reeves they were- get... Because they, they were too busy shooting threes and making them, right? That's what and they, they were, were too busy tar- and running uh, D'Angelo around screens. Okay. Oh. He was the worst. Uh, he was the worst of the two backcourt. Darvin Ham is going to have to adjust on a daily on how he's going to run his sets depending on the team he's playing. That's that's the advancement of the NBA in a good way. It's It's interchangeable. It's... It's, it's ever-changing night in and night out. So you're going to need to coach at a different level than what you're probably used to. Now, I I say that you're going to have the same starting lineup because I believe continuity and habit is good when you do that. But you're also going to need to go with certain guys, let's say at the end of, four, at the end of the fourth quarter in close games, that have some momentum on their side and are going to play better depending on who they're playing against. Those are the type of things that I'm going to be paying attention to. If Dar- uh, if uh, Austin Reeves can't guard a a parking meter, then we're in trouble. Well, where did this come from? I didn't notice him being this bad of a defensive player during the last couple of years. Then that means it's likely a confidence thing. It's likely a mental thing that's going on there. Uh, or the other teams have adjusted and they know what kind of offense to run around that type of player. It could happen. Well, it's your job as a coach to adjust or LeBron, or AD. Christian Wood uh, adds an interesting element that we've never really had. We have a skilled offensive player at the center position who can shoot. There's nothing but good things that can come from that, even though he's deficient on defense. So we can't... First of all, defense is not important anymore in the NBA. Yes, there are times where defense plays a factor in the wins, just like in the NFL. Uh, a late Joey Bosa sack, TJ Watt, SWAT. Yeah, absolutely. It helps in winning a game. But this is an offensive era in all sports. No one gives two craps about defense anymore. And the defense is not allowed to play defense anymore, really. So you need to play well enough on defense to allow your offense to do what it needs to do to win championships now. That's just what it is. You're never going to see a Mike Fratello defensive heavy team anymore. You're not. You're never going to see it. You're not going to see a late 90s Bulls defense with Dennis Rodman at the helm with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. You're never going to see that, guys. It's over. Never. You will never see that again. You could have three of the best centers on the planet on the same team. You still won't. Those guys will not be allowed to do what they're supposed to do because the second You touch air near a player at the basket, they're going to call a flagrant foul. And that greatly 
eliminates that aggressiveness greatly. And it's the fact that you have to review a flagrant foul is one of the dumbest things you can do. You have to review review a flagrant foul. You should have a flagrant foul is an obvious call. Are you all blind? Are you blind? Did he elbow him in the face or in the chest like Bynum did J.J. Barea? That was a flagrant foul. Not he's trying to block a shot and he acts and he grazes his head in 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 in, in the moment of play. What is what is a player supposed to do? Shift his elbow like Mister Fantastic out of nowhere while he's trying to block a shot? What if the other player moves his head real quick? I, I, we can't get on this discussion on anything anymore without talking about something stupid. This is stupid. The fact that we're talking about Austin Reeves, whether he's going to be able to guard anybody, is stupid. I watched the team in the second half today look like they didn't give two dams about anything. So how, gonna... so how did how did we beat Golden State? Did, did we just stand around with our hands in our pockets? When Steph and Clay were running around the court, Joe, like we just because you said defense doesn't there. mean anything. Yeah, in the you NBA. did. You just said that. I, didn't I thought we were all praising Anthony Davis's defense in because that because I I remember I remember Austin Reeves running around like his chick uh, chicken with his head yes, cut off. Yes, and I will give him credit for that. Well, absolutely, and he, he said ran he had no breeds. legs after that series, Gerald. So like we gotta give him we gotta give him credit for that. The man. Emptied the tank for us, but this Run. is but that this Sean, is that's different. Team, yeah, that's team defense. That's a I agree. Team defensive scheme. We even see it. Saw him do that for Team USA, where he's running around screens, trying to go ahead and hedge his, you know, as far as the bets, as far as either going and fronting the guy, or if he's the guys in the corner, you know, cutting that corner off from the team so that they can't make the pass. That's good team defense. I'm not disputing his team defense. It's his one-on-one defense, Joe, in the times where you know down in crunch time when it comes to isolation points, which he is going to be a major, major part of in crunch times for the rest of the season, barring any health issues, of course. That's something that's not going to bother you at all because defense, in your terms, I'll worry about it. When I, I'll worry about it when I see it. Of course. Yeah, you worry about it when you see it, of course. Yeah, Why, I'm not going to sit here and about worry about it in, in September. I mean, what? What happened? Oh, we're talking first, about everything. What else happened like in all this? the wins? What happened in all the wins that they had in in this tournament? Like, we didn't hear anything about Austin Reeves' lateral movement in those games. What happened today? Something uh, happened today. We don't know. Did at Puerto Rico? Okay, but we won that game, right? We didn't hear. I didn't hear it then. I said it on the show. I didn't hear you. See, there you go. You never hear me. Yeah. He'll, he, tree, no, actually, when he does, it goes in one ear and out the other. He forgets instantly. Go if ahead, a tree Sean. falls in the woods, does it make a sound? I like the bear one better. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm we just love saying. Joe. I'm just saying. If you are in, and thank you so much, Lakers and Five. Truly appreciate the super chat. Very kind of you to do so. I'm just saying it's something that the Lakers coaching staff needs to be aware of. It's because everybody else in the NBA is watching this and they're watching how to scheme against all these players. Yes. 
they're all grabbing the tape. They're all getting the videotape. They're all getting the, the YouTube highlights or whatever. They even, they're all getting the footage that we're all seeing on a game-by-game basis. So James Harden and Joel Embiid and Trey Young and all these guys are worried about what happened in the, in the third quarter against Germany on how they're going to play against Austin Reeves? Not them, but their coaches certainly are. Mm. If they're good coaches, I would. You know, not just Austin Reeves, but how to scheme against Tyrese Halliburton, how to scheme against... I'm going to say this. Et cetera, et cetera. You you, you give me Anthony Davis backing me up versus Triple J. I'm going to feel a little bit better. Yeah, Yeah, big difference. Of course. I'm not going to ever dispute you on that. Because I never noticed in, in in any games where Austin Reeves was just getting blown by like Derek Fisher against Mike Bibby back in 20... Go to hell. Troy Hudson was destroying Kevin, uh, Derek Fisher in 04, like like he wasn't even there. Uh, there's a difference, right? We saw it with D'Angelo Russell, but we already know who D'Angelo Russell is. He can't. He doesn't have the the foot speed to 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 stay with elite guards like a Jamal Murray. So uh, I'm not gonna put. I believe this was a coaching ding. I don't. I would not have put. Austin Reese on Schroeder. Schroeder is a very, 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 very fast Clever. And clever. clever and, and clever. the only reason why he's not a big star is he doesn't do it consistently enough. He's got too many dead games. Mm-hmm. If he did that in every game, he'd be a star. And, and Joe, Dennis has even been a pest uh, with uh, Steph Curry. He's made Steph's life difficult. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now that he signed that big contract, though, Nick, with Toronto, so much expectations have him. I mean, now he's supposed to start, be their starting point guard, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think now he'll he'll live up to the hype? Because we've seen this scenario before for him, and it's not paid off. It actually got him out of the league. Yeah, you know, Dennis is a, is an interesting player. You know, he's either, you know, wowing people with uh, – some brilliance on defense which um you know is few and far between but you know he i think he is an effective guard i i don't think that he's uh he's definitely far from being the star um i think he's a six man off a team um i don't think he's necessarily a starter uh or starting level player uh, but we'll see what he does uh in his new uh in his new team but i do think that he is valuable on defense um, as Joe says, uh, if anything, he has speed and, you know, that could make uh, life difficult for the other guards on the team. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. It is Joe Soro, Laker Nick and Sean Grice, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Again, thank you so much for everybody out there supporting us, especially Lakers and five for the super chat. We truly appreciate your kindness in doing so. So we're going to go ahead and close this out here in the last few minutes. But, Sean, you know, when you see the Team USA as far as play the way they did, when you see Team Canada play the way they did, uh, could this be a precursor for what may happen with supposedly better teams coming up next year in the Olympics? All right, Gerald. That's going to be really hard. Um, Yeah. France is hosting the Olympics. They just got punked in this tournament, they're going to be eyeing a medal really badly, Gerald, especially in the basketball tournament. And with Wemby on center stage off a rookie year, 
Serbia is going to be back as well, Gerald. They've qualified for the Olympics, and they're going to have the Joker uh, in their starting lineup. So now that's two teams that are coming for a medal. Uh, add in Lithuania, bring in Sabonis back. They're probably going to be in the mix as well. You have Argentina, Australia, Spain, and then you've got the United States and Canada. I feel better about your prospects winning a medal, Gerald, in Paris than I do Canada, unfortunately. I thought, you know, if uh, if this was a springboard for Team Canada, they needed to they needed to be in that championship game, I thought. Um, I'm not sure who's going to show up for this this bronze medal game. I don't even know how to make heads or tails of that. So although I, I'm I'm optimistic, I think Canada may be able to uh, to get on that podium in next summer. I just I don't think so. I think the United States will. I think they'll come back strong. Uh, my prediction is is that jo- uh, Joel Embiid will become their naturalized citizen. That has and- to be right there because you guys made a very, very good summation on the fact that uh, the center position, big guys are going to be an issue for us if we don't get someone like Embiid on the team. Yeah, 100%. That, that's why I, I, I think it's, it, it's a good bet that uh, Embiid will, will represent the United States at the, at the center position. Uh, but again, right, Gerald, after that, the United States, Canada, they really need to focus on what are you going to do about your next generational bigs? Because every other every other team that's vying for uh, global supremacy, and that includes the NBA, has a competent big, except for the United States and Canada. I mean, so I let, let, let's let's not get it let's not get it confused either, Gerald. Okay. Even if Canada had beaten Serbia, Germany would destroy them. Germany would destroy them. Wow. Okay. So because, I ask you this. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Finish up. Yeah. Finish no, up. I was just gonna say, like, as much as we're talking about the United States having a big problem, the best bigs that Canada would would face off with Germany would be Dwight Powell and Kelly Olynyk. I shudder, Gerald. I shudder. <laughs> so I ask you this, guys, each and every one of you. Who from Team USA this term, these players, that looks like at best is going to earn a bronze medal at the World Cup? And I'll start with you, back with you, Sean, again. Who from Team USA now will be on Team USA next year, my friend? Okay. Um so the United States on this team had three all-stars. They had Anthony Edwards, Triple J, and Brennan Ingram. And Ingram, yeah. Ingram will not be on Team USA. Uh, I don't think Triple J will be on Team USA given his performance. So I think the only all-star that will be on the squad next uh, Olympics will be Anthony Edwards. Uh, Gerald, the United States needs to invite Austin Reeves and Tyrese Halliburton to uh, the Olympic camp minimum. I think they should be on the team, but I at least think you should invite them. Um, I would also include Mikhail Bridges. So I would have those four guys on the next USA Olympic team. Laker Nick, so I ask you the same question. You know, you see the results for Team USA. So what does this mean for next year? Is there anyone 
or everyone should be coming back for another go round for Team USA and the Olympics. Yeah, Gerald. Um, yeah, I agree with the magic man. Um, and actually, I should add that Tyrese Halliburton, I think he was an all star last season. So he was another yes. all star that, you know, was part of Team USA. Um, I think Halliburton uh, is back. Um, I also think that Anthony Edwards is back. And I would also agree that Mikel Bridges should be back. Uh, you know, he's a versatile wing. Um, I think he he's continuing to grow in his new role in Brooklyn and now being the it man there. So um, I think those three are surefire bets to be back on Team USA, and I would not be upset if they are. Um, I wish I would have seen better things from Bobby Portis and uh, obviously Jaron Jackson Jr., but that didn't pan out. So, Joe, I leave it to you as the last individual on the panel to go ahead and talk about who, in your opinion, because you've been very, uh, as far as direct in your opinions about this year's team, is anyone deserving to be on next year's team going to Paris? I'd say it's only Anthony Edwards that's going to come out of this team, yes. Everyone else is a second, third, and fourth-tier player. Anthony Edwards is a second-tier player but he's probably going to be like the 11th and 12th guy on the team. Unless a lot of the A-listers bounce. I'm, I'm basing this off the fact that the A-listers will, will, uh, will participate. Okay, that, that, that's fair, but name me five wings. Don't that ever you... interrupt me. No, I'm I also this, laughed on this. Well, this well called <laughs> Middle Eastern man really plays some real hardball. I'm telling you. Go ahead, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair, Joe. But like, uh, what five? What five wings? Uh, like right now, would you put ahead of Mikhail Bridges for Team USA? <sighs> okay, so we know LeBron. We know Durant are not going to play. We know. He's not going to play. Steph, and and Ant, right? Ant's playing. Do you, so think, another, do, you, like, do you think Steph is going to play? I think the loss, this loss for Team USA always inspires They're going to ask him. They're going to ask him. They're going to ask him to play. They always inspire. If, the, if they had won the World Cup, then all bets are off and exactly if every one of these superstars are going to play. I think the incentive is more after the humiliation of what's gone on this I week. mean, the first, the first thoughts, the first few players that I think about in terms of wings, even though they're not, I mean, they can play wings, but they're really guards is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, right? I mean, you put mm-hmm. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on this team, they win, right? So I, I right out the gate, Jason Tatum for sure, Jalen Brown, Booker out of Phoenix. I think you have those three right there and you're going to have relentless talent scoring at will when they want to, right? God, who else would play? This is, this is Paul, what I'm saying. Like, you is gotta, Paul George too old? Yeah, yeah he's I mean, and it's very hard to pick these days because, you know, what's the first wing you think of? Giannis. Well, he's not American. Uh, Kevin Durant, he's not going to play because he's old. Kawhi, he's broken down. He ain't playing. The da- next one Damian is Jason Lillard's, Damian Lillard's not going to be on the Olympic team. Damian Lillard's not going to be on the Olympic team. Then, I, then you start talking about Luca. Then you start talking. Then you start getting into the Brandon Ingrams, and you, you saw what happened there. So this really, we're limited on wings that'll play. What Zach Levine is he going to be able to play? So Paul George is he going to want to play? So here's is Chris Middleton going to make a difference. Is James Harden going to play? 
Kyle here Kuzma. The, here, here were the wings for the United States Olympic team. Okay, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Grant, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown wasn't even on the team, so you'd have to assume he's on it. So you have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. You're not going to have Chris Middleton again or Zach Levine. So, yeah, I I think Bridges is on this team. Well, that's something to think about right there. And we will continue to go ahead and talk about the World Cup here as it c- and concludes this weekend. Obviously not a great time for both Canada and Team USA as both teams lose earlier this ah, morning. Blood, you, you got the comment of the night, brother. Blood with the comment of the night. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, Gar- yeah. The, garlic I Parmesan. Would, I would mm. put the, all those wings ahead of Bridges. Yep, right there for you. But please go ahead and make sure you subscribe today Your to get the latest notifications. Must smell fantastic after eating that. Well, you're the <laughs> wing master on the show, my friend. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's I actually. Go, I, I go with the old stuff, though. And they smell good. Taste good. I like you, lemon pepper myself. Even though the, the spice was burning my brain cells so much that it started coming out of my nose there i highly recommend if you're ever going to do something make sure it's on on some kind of uh platform where you're broadcasting it because my face was burning but because i was trying to entertain at the same time my brain wasn't caught up in the pain and for a minute there, my the guy that was recording the the challenge said, "Were those even hot?" Like until my snot bubbles start coming out, I'm like, "Does it look like it's not hot?" <laughs> Is that good enough for you? Snot bubble, these, right? Well, these the hot end? challenges. Let's not try to do any this year or this season because we already seen in the past few days what happens when somebody uh, that yeah, they pulled them off. By the way. Yeah, off the retail version, but you can but still get them. But they won't pull off alcohol, apparently, if, even though there's a alcohol accident every 15 seconds, right? Yeah. Mm. There you go. But once again, it is the Lakers. Good job, America. Way to keep us safe. <laughs> once again, it is the Lakers fast break. As One always, poor kid gets hurt and dies doing something, and it's, all right, it's done. But then... The other thing next to it. And those one chip challenges say these are not for kids. It specifically says that it's for adults only. There you go. There we have our reason. But it is, of course, if you want to go ahead and check out on this YouTube channel where Joe did the one chip challenge, it's still right there for you right here on the Lakers fast break. Plus also as well, if you want to see his hot wings challenge. I've eaten flaming Hot Cheetos that were hotter than the one chip challenge. But you also, people will also get you because you had the sonic shake you were drinking at the same time. So, there you go. Well, it's kind of circumventing it as soon as you're eating it. You're like, it, it, it probably tasted like the surface of the sun. That's you're supposed what, to eat it and then let it sit it there for like five minutes on okay, your tongue. So, what about all those people who eat the hot wings and they keep drinking the gallon of milk and it's not changing anything? Why did, why did, why did it all of a sudden? Joe Soro in the middle of nowhere drink a milkshake and all of a sudden it wasn't bothering him. Maybe this dude, I saw a challenge when there was a line of people eating peppers, like just the pepper stuff that would destroy 
an esophagus uh, inner lining of a stomach in seconds, but these people were eating them raw and they were fine. Like little by little, they're all falling off. But the two that made it at the end, I'm like, what kind of digestive system these guys have? Are they Komodo dragons in human form? Like what's going on? <laughs> oh my gosh. Search and destroy actually did. If you want to look in the chat, search and destroy has brought up the exact link for the Joe's one chip challenge right there for you. Could also find in the archives his hot wing challenge as well. So yeah. for Joe you get, Soros, you get snot bubbles with the hot wing challenge. You get Joe Soros snot bubbles. Absolutely, some great. By far the best wings I've ever had. By the way, I commend Buffalo Wild Wings. There was a little bit of a lull there after Arby's bottom out, where the wings kind of went down, and then they. Why? I think you probably know why. Yeah, I know why. They try to cheap out on things and they ended up starting it was pretty rabid too they're like what the f- happened to the buffalo wild wings and uh, reviews and stuff and then i'm sure well, the people CEO's get rabid like, hey, hey bring the other stuff back people get rabid when you change don't change, change something that tastes good to, to cheap out right just like i told you about the big mac as soon as they did that thing with the big mac i haven't eaten it since yeah. i'll tell you what though always great food talk team usa talk and laker talk right here for you Join us for Lakerholic Spotlight. Laker Tom is absolutely giddy right now because he gets to talk Christian Wood. And we are going to let him talk as much Christian Wood as he wants. Plus also, Sean may join us. Joe may join us. Uh, I put out the request for L-Rob. Laker Nick, you're always able to join us if you want to as well. So that'll be Lakerholic Spotlight. I guess we're all subbing for Jamie Sweet, who's camping once again. So we'll be hearing. Laker Tom's thoughts on his latest article, and of course, everything on Christian Wood there as well. How so about for- how about this for fate? <laughs> Jamie already had this planned out, so this. Oh, I'm sure not, he did. It, it, it's not like this is planned, but the week Jamie goes on vacation camping is when they sign Christian Wood. I'm sure he was he was thanking uh, the Flying Spaghetti Monster for this. <laughs> Oh and, and and Sean, uh, Bloodhound had a great comment, but Kurt, Kurt Affair might have a, a, a close second right there. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Laker Tom <laughs> with the Christian Wood fullback tattoo. That could be happening. We may ask him to show it off tomorrow on Lakerholic Spotlight indeed. So for Joe Sorrell, Laker Nick, and Magic Man Sean Grice, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks again for watching listening. Please Check out all of our great team reports. These NBA observations where we're covering the entire league. We just finished the Eastern Conference. Please support us by checking out those great shows that Joe was a part of, even, even with his, you know, mimicking me right now. But please go ahead and check it out. We need all the help and support we can get. But thank you for doing so. Thank you for, for the super chat from Lakers and Five. And remember, subscribe like share and let someone know about what we're doing right here at the lakers fast break so everybody have yourselves a fantastic lakers weekend we still got more shows on the way right here on the lakers fast break podcast